It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Monday, October 23rd, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. It's an ugly day here in Calgary. We're expecting like half a foot of snow by tomorrow. Yep. So I think tomorrow is going to be an absolute traffic nightmare. Yep. Today was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, how was your weekend, Sean? Uh, it was great. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, had a Halloween party on Saturday, so that was fun. Um, a little you went bit, to one. I you? went to one, yeah, yeah sorry. Um, but yeah, uh, they kind of did it that day so that, you know, knowing that next week is probably pretty busy for everybody on Halloween, they wanted to do it a day that other people would be free so it was great which i think is a great idea i mean for some reason we only have halloween parties like very close to halloween but like people have christmas parties starting in mid-november in october for some people and in through january like it's crazy so So i'm cool if halloween expands if the the season gets a little longer and i think it's starting to which is pretty cool it's such a big holiday yeah halloween Mm -hmm. although have you noticed shauna that like, there aren't as many decorations in stores as there used to be. Yeah. Like, a few years ago, we hit, like, peak decorations at, like, you know, the big box stores and at Costco and that. Like, and they were all trying to kind of, like, outdo each other with their animatronics and stuff. And now you don't see any of that. Even out, though, you don't see as many decorations up. It's like, I hope that Halloween's not dying, you know? It's definitely not for adults. For kids, I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, it just seems, I don't know. It's odd. We put decorations up this year. Like, we I mean, made a bunch of little, like, gravestones and stuff. Nice. Funny puns on them and good yeah good. having a little fun with it as you should yeah as you should we do talk about decorations on the show today uh, among other things a message there was a neighbor who wasn't happy about decorations in one neighborhood mm-hmm. um i was off on friday i took the day off to do like my fall cleanup and then i was like no you know what i'm still optimistic that we're gonna have more nice weather we will like, it's not w- going to be this week, though, but after no, that. Yeah. I didn't want to put the bikes away and stuff because I was like, there might still be an opportunity to ride bikes. And that's, I'm, I'm, I'm being hopeful here and hopefully I didn't make a mistake. I actually plan to go for a bike ride in this before it starts snowing. Nice. We'll see how that goes. I'm yeah. going to go for a run right after work, too. I like running in shit weather, though. I love, love biking it. in shit weather. We've talked about this before because yeah. nobody else is around. Yeah. You have the whole place to yourself. It's cool. And you feel so accomplished. Like you I don't really feel like do. I need to like beat any personal bests or anything. Nope. Just being out there is good enough. And the fresh air just it's extra when it's extra fresh it's just extra invigorating right yeah. so it's just like oh yeah that felt good i agree did you have you been getting a fat bike yet or a bike that you can ride in the winter no i have one it's, i put a deposit down on one it's still hanging out there and i actually need to go to the shop because they haven't phoned me or anything and you'd think like after i don't know it's probably been three weeks they'd be like are you actually gonna come and buy this bike or I guess if they have your deposit. I guess so. Maybe if someone wants it, then they'd call you and be like, what's the deal? It's uh, it's more expensive than I've ever spent on a bike before. It's not a really expensive bike, but it's like a thousand bucks or so. Mm-hmm. So I've really been waffling on it. But I, because of these types of temperatures and stuff, it's basically a bike that I can ride in snow. Whereas the okay. bike I have now, uh, even like this with wet, it's it's such a pure road bike that even like... The, the tires are so thin. It's just, it's so dangerous to ride when the temperatures and the weather gets a little iffy. A thousand bucks for a bike isn't bad, though. No, like it's not. It, not for these types of bikes, not at all. But it's just, it's still a thousand bucks, right? Yeah. So, yeah. That'd be cool. You could ride all winter. I know. I'm te- I actually thought of it. I was like, maybe today. Maybe I will go over there and buy it today. Maybe this weather is the kick that you need. Might be it. Yeah. Uh, then I, on Saturday, I uh, officiated and emceed my buddy's wedding. Yeah. It was fun. It was a really big, fancy wedding. Yeah. Um, 
And it all went well, I think. I didn't make any big mistakes. Which is awesome. I was more nervous for the officiant part than the MC part because that was at like, you know, two in the afternoon and nobody had really been drinking at that point. Right. And it's yeah. so formal. Very official. And yeah. I didn't want to mess anything up. You know, they had like this like the string section playing and stuff, and I was like, hey, just don't mess this part up. Right. You know, and I we think we did okay with that. And then uh, for the MC portion, it was a little more laid back because that's a little more like what you know what we do here. It's totally. Just yeah. Talking more like this Riffin. and not so yeah. official. The only bad thing though um, was that so many people were like, we couldn't hear what you were saying because like this venue, there was, there was this amazing venue downtown, the Hudson. Yeah. And uh, like it's on the I think sixth floor of the old Hudson Bay building, and it was just spectacular. Like what a cool place to get married. But yeah. they have like nice speakers in the ceiling all the way through the venue but for whatever reason we were using like the band's speakers they're like oh. they're, they're like the stack they're their PA system oh, yeah interesting and the people kind of behind the speakers and off to the sides couldn't hear anything I was saying oh, so crap. that's always annoying yeah so you can't help that though it is what it is I think sometimes like audio is a bit of an, an oversight isn't it I've heard comedians really say that too like they'll get booked for a show and be like they didn't give any thought to where yeah the, to what the sound was going to be like and it changes things right totally I felt like I kind of had to almost yell but then the table sitting right in front of the speakers were probably just getting like blown away by it yeah but you can't again you can do you can only do what you can do so but it was really cool because my like my friend who's getting married the he's Chinese and she's Ukrainian mm -hmm. so like there were elements of both at the wedding like oh, when, cool. when I introduced them you heard like the, the drums out in the hallway and then like Chinese dragon dancers came in That's and awesome. brought them in and then there was like a full Ukrainian dancing presentation later in the night so it was very cool fun yeah it was lots of fun uh, on today's show as we mentioned Halloween decorations we're going to talk about another thing you can't look cool doing this happened to a good friend of mine bad situation we love when people are really passionate about their hobbies yes we learned about another group of people like this and the goat of gas station food after your out of context clip. Just put the script through my glasses, mail <laughs> slot. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I have to admit something to you, and I don't know if I should, but mm -hmm. sometimes I like to eat gas station food. Like when you don't have to? Yeah. I mean, sometimes <laughs> when it's late and I'm a little hungry, I may or may not go to a gas station or a convenience store for a little bit of a little some some dinner. Okay. Sometimes it's just what you want, okay? Sometimes it's just something you're craving. I have to announce to you that the Hungry Man sub, by the way, at 7-Eleven does not get enough credit. I don't believe I've ever had a Hungry Man sub. It's delicious. It's a gigantic sub. It's got like three types of meat, two types of cheese. It's just exactly what you want on that white bread. Is it one of these that it's like shrink-wrapped and it's yeah. got like more salt than absolutely i was about to say good for you content. is oh yeah well no. i mean i'm not judging you because it's probably no better or worse than a lot of the things that we eat at that hour right it's true when you're hungry in the middle of the night that's it sometimes i want a taquito sometimes a buffalo chicken taquito is just what the doctor ordered and that's just something delightful sure. that you i got thinking your life. Though, what 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 would the greatest gas station food of all oh, time be? Oh, the goat of gas station food. The goat of gas station mm. food. Or convenience store food, mm -hmm, I suppose. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that level of what we're talking mm -hmm. about here. You know what I'm saying. Well, I'm not one to go to a, like to go to a convenience store or gas station for food unless I'm on a road trip. Yeah. And there's nothing else around, really. That's fair. Yeah. And but sometimes you've had some stuff, I'm sure, from it. Like, are you? does it have to be... I guess if you're talking about the Hungry Man, so it doesn't have to be hot food. Mm. Do they have a microwave there? Do you heat it up too in the microwave? No, I don't. <laughs> but I, sh 
That would just be next level. <laughs> I almost said it like you were look. lying there. You're like, no. no I just it, I take one look at the microwave and you're like, that thing is. Oh. <laughs> you open that door and ghosts come out. <laughs> like I think if you were to put the hungry man sub in the microwave, no, it would turn into its own being. It would open. You'd open the door and it would walk out of there. Right? Like there'd be. Ah, just, take over the gas station. It would be the hungry man. It would just be. Clerk's like, no. Pulls our rifle. Jeez. We need to get that microwave out of here. That's the second Hungry Man dinner. (laughs) Yeah, you actually, I believe it. You can create your own life by making a Hungry Man sub. I do believe that. Honestly. Primordial soup of a microwave. Holy bananas. Okay. (laughs) That's hilarious. Do you count beef jerky? So I always I always get beef jerky on a road trip. I so get an energy drink and I beef know. jerky, and then I, I don't know. feel good later. But that's yeah. what I do. Hey, but beef jerky is decent for it's. It m- is better than the hungry man sub. Uh, and I was gonna say a classic road trip food would be the beef jerky, right? Yeah. And if we're gonna go that way, then maybe that would be it. Or one of those hoagies that you also can get that you questionably shouldn't microwave. That's another one that I yep. think a lot of people will the eye hoagies. up. There. I have Some, had hoagies. Sometimes I even look at the egg salad sandwich and I'm like, that looks okay. Jeez, Sean. But that, that's tempting. That's fate. just asking. I know. <laughs> I just toss that thing in the microwave. and. Do you have anything for someone who just hates their bum? He <laughs> hates their guts, wants to be real sick later? Yeah, you take this, all right? You mix it in with the Hungry Man sub. You toss it in our microwave. Wow. and Then you are not going to be human after that. Do you count slushies? Slurpees, frosters. I don't know. No. Yeah, I mean, I, if we're talking food, I would put that in the drink category. I'd say that's separate. But what you're about, right. Like I mean, wedges. A, yeah, wedges, good. And that's another one that's. There are some gas stations actually that pride themselves on their fried chicken now too, right? Yeah. In smaller towns and stuff. They'll bring that in, and then it becomes a different level. My buddy and his brother figured out that Seven Eleven in our neighborhood would bring the new chicken out around midnight, oh, there so you they'd go. go and wait for it. They just. <laughs> They try with it and just, that's chicken night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so there you go. There are some good things, but if you're looking at the classics, I'd say maybe beef jerky. You're right. Get down to that. Okay. You got to give that the, hungry man sub a go s- next time you're there, though. Toss the, the microwave and let me know how it goes. Swamp monster hungry I'm man hungry sub. Man. <laughs> and Shauna podcast. I was at a wedding on Saturday, and so many of the guys there were rocking the, the shorter suit pants and bare ankles look. Oh, yeah. You know, we've seen that a lot down here with people who dress up for work. You know, the, the business crowd downtown. Mm-hmm. We noticed Exposed that trend. ankles. Yeah. It's a big thing these days. The last few years, you don't see a man's socks anymore. No. You see his ankles. You do. But yeah. you still need to wear some type of sock in your dress shoe. So yes. there's like these, the, like the really, really short, thin socks. Like they just barely cover the bottom of the foot, They're right? They're basically like stockings. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the material, right? Yeah, that totally. same sort of like hose. Very sheer hose. Yeah. But a few of my buddies who were wearing this look at the wedding were having a hard time keeping those socks on mm, because yes. they want to like snap off the heel and then like roll up your foot. Almost that's like the a dong bag. A, yeah. A woman who has to wear those stupid tights, right? That's what uh, they do. They always roll down. They're a pain <laughs> in the arse. That's not, you're, now you get to deal with it with your, with your feet. I've been, I've started calling those little socks foot panties. <laughs> It's like, oh, you're having some trouble with your foot panties there, hey? Because that's what they look like. They yeah. They have about the same amount of material as a very skimpy pair of panties. It's true. Just check your foot panties. Or something. Check your foot panties. <laughs> check your panties. <laughs> check your foot panties. Check your panties. Check, I guess... Check your foot panties. For the future, apparently the trick is to like wet the back of your heel a little somehow. 
and then it sticks or to use like a little bit of tape at the back there yeah something to hold the sock on the, the to hold the foot panties back up on the heel there yeah you need that the male version of the the, the nipple tape that women use you uh, know, to, that's the thing you because things will just always kind of just want to they'll want to roll down or whatever check your panties you gotta check your panties and nipple tape for your foot panties nipple tape for your foot panties that's a sentence that's, right there Anybody got any nipple nipple tape for my foot panties? I need to check my foot panties. Check your panties. Check my foot panties. Podcast. I don't know what I was doing, but I had the TV on in the background, and all of a sudden, this show about rare bird watchers came on. I was like, oh, that's riveting. Um, but I learned a lot of things about these bird watchers, and I didn't turn it off right away. I was like, I'd like to learn a little more about these people. First of all, I didn't realize that bird watchers call themselves bird nerds. But big thing. They're Makes bird sense. Birds. It does, totally. Uh, there's also a term that's used amongst bird watchers, birders, that I didn't realize was a term. Twitchers. Why yeah. twitchers? So birders get so excited when they spot a rare bird that they start to twitch with excitement. So they <laughs> self-proclaim themselves twitchers because of this. Scare the bird off. They They're just... <laughs> They're so passionate about birds, Beckler. It's a fascinating. It's fascinating to watch. Like in this show, these twitchers, okay, or birders, or whatever bird nerds, whatever you'd like to call them, they were like slamming on the brakes to try and see these these rare birds as they were driving along the road. There was one dude who had his full like face out the window as he was trying to peer up to find some rare birds. It's a big deal. I, anytime someone is really, really passionate about That's something like it. that, like we've talked about the train nerds before, foamers as they call themselves. They call themselves foamers? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome um, too. Yeah. I, just, I love that they have a self, like they proclaim that they're that excited about yeah, it too. And they come it's up great. With it's lovely. It and really is. Seeing seeing a rare bird is pretty exciting, Would you, wouldn't you say? Well, I was thinking about this and I was like, it is kind of like the excitement I used to get when you find a rare Pokemon. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, that's a great comparison. And it, if you want to like catch them all as a bird it. nerd, all the seriously. So I was like, actually, and I can relate to the Pokemon excitement. So I guess I should be able to relate to the Twitchers as well. You know, <laughs> the Twitchers that go and I'm just so excited I can't stop. What's the coolest bird you've ever seen, Shauna? Oh. You ever seen any cool birds? No, no, you've never seen any cool birds. Like a, I mean, I've, at the zoo and stuff. You see sweet owls. I mean, I yeah. guess I've seen an owl out the odd. Yeah, seeing an owl was pretty cool. I saw you a video on owl. TikTok of this guy. He was filming from really far away. And he was a what's the is it the great gray owl, the big one that lives out in the mountains. Oh yeah. And it turned its head and looked at the camera, and I was like, that is insane. It is terrifying. Like the huge yellow eyes and the face on that thing. Yep. But like to see that in the wild would be awesome. Maybe not at night. No, nope. especially but, when their heads. Like basically turn all the way around yeah. like that too. You're like, yeah, it looks otherworldly. I've seen like lots of eagles and stuff, which yeah. is always pretty exciting when you see a bald eagle. Yeah, um, blue jays, that kind of thing. But they're all, yeah, you see quite a few of those. Eagles are always cool when you see them. But blue jays are cool. Yeah, I've never seen like a cardinal or anything. That'd be cool. I've seen a cardinal. Have you? Yeah. I don't know if we have them around here, do we? I don't think we do. No, not here. Um, in Australia, there was this bird that was all over the place. It was like pure white. And then it had this like mohawk of lime green, and oh. I don't know what it was called, but that was a pretty cool looking bird. That's fun. Yeah, that was. I wouldn't. I don't know if you count peacock because they're always tame, but yeah. they're pretty impressive too. They are beautiful. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, I remember when I was at the first one at the Calgary Zoo, and the peacock are just walking around here, like. See and then when one goes, <laughs> fans it all out. Yeah, like, wow, that's pretty impressive, man. I'm twitching. <laughs> I'm twitching. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. My wife McKenna went for a massage on Friday, and she said. She got into the room with the woman who was her massage therapist, and the woman said, just so you know, I have a cough right now, so I'm going to be coughing. Oh, no. And McKenna said, 
Cough, she did. <laughs> he says she coughed. That's for the whole massage. <laughs> you might want to give that heads up before you arrive, just to warn you. Because I mean, if you're trying to have like a zen moment and somebody's just going to town on the coughing, I don't know if that would be as relaxing. It's so funny too the way she said it. Like oh. this is just so you know, I will, I will be coughing. Not even giving the option. <laughs> no, like, are you okay with this or just no? I'm, I'm be coughing. Just gonna be coughing. You just wait for this. <laughs> there's coughing, then there's what I'm gonna be doing for you. But here's the thing. McKenna said the massage was so good that she didn't care. Oh my she, god. This woman was hilarious. so good at her job that she didn't care that she was coughing. And maybe okay. the woman was that confident. Yeah, She's like, you know what? Clearly. I'm a damn good massage therapist. Yep. Uh, I'm going to cough if I, if I need to. I'm going to cough so, if I want to. Okay. <laughs> cough if I want to. Yep. <laughs> it is hilarious, though. Because, oh. like, like you said, you're trying to re- yeah, no, just please just try to relax if you can. <laughs> oh, you're very tense in the show. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> Ma'am, just relax here. Please turn over. I'm going to work on <laughs> Coughing so hard, she's starting to gag. Excuse me. I need to go vomit. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Etymology with Shauna. So this one's a little fun, but I learned that the word fascism and fajita both have the same root. It's a bit strange to think about, isn't it? Two things couldn't be any more different. Totally. Uh, So this is why. So fascism comes from fascio, which is the Italian word for bundle. So in this Mm. case, we're representing bundles of people. That's okay. kind of how it looks. And then when you think about it, that comes from the ancient Rome ro- word, excuse me, fascus, which was a bundle of wood with an axe head that leaders would carry back then. Okay. But it all kind of originates from bundle. And when you think about a fajita, well, a fajita is a bundle of veggies and meat that you wrap into a little thing as well. And that is where it comes from. So two completely wow. different ways as to where it got to that, but it both comes from bundle and that word. Is there any relation to the word fastness, which is like that, uh, that like penis, the, the emblem, penis, the penis emblem I'm that, the, sure there that is. the Romans used to have? It's a little bundle, a little, you know, your little hmm. package, your bundle. I'll look into that just to verify, but I'm sure that's where that comes from as well. Uh, and then this is funny, but the word burrito, talking about fajitas, but burrito comes from the word burro, which means little donkey in Spanish, which is a pack animal. So we get burrito because, again, you pack all of this into this little bundle, and a burrito is kind of a good carrying vessel for all of your food stuffs that you toss in there, just like a donkey is a good pack animal. Bundles. Bundles, packages, packs, um, packages, fascuses, penises. This is a real archaic word, and maybe I, I, don't even, I won't even use it because I don't know what, where we're at with that, but uh, a group of sticks. There's also a homophobic slur. There is, yeah. That has the same meaning. Uh-huh. Um... Yeah. Is that related? It's also an F.A. word. I wouldn't be shocked if it wasn't, yeah. Okay. I can look into that and dig even further. But yeah, it all kind of comes back to the same. Bundles, packages, bundles of sticks. Do you think for a fajita truck or something, do you think fascist fajitas would be a good name for that truck or for for a fajitas business? I mean, it's kind of exciting. And if you're an etymology dude, you'd be like, oh my gosh, I love this. But I don't know if people would be down for the fascist (laughs) fajitas or not. I'm not sure. The one etymology nerd would love it. Yes. The the other 99 people would be just horrified. I think I'm going to stay away from that (laughs) truck. Etymology with Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Friend of the show, Mike, said, fascist fajitas, you're going to love them. 
or else. <laughs> Is that a fajita truck threatening me? It's, it's very. <laughs> yep. You could. I could just envision it's red too. You know, it's very. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, the way that people use the word fascist online, it's kind of lost meaning. I think. True. So yes. Maybe it's it is very time true for fascist fajitas, Mike. So just imagine what the work uniform could be like. This could be an SNL skit. Yeah. Um, Shauna, did you have a chance to look in to see if there is any connection between, if we're talking about like bundles yep. and packages of things, if there is any connection between these words and the word faggot used not in the offensive way? In the bundle of sticks ways. Yes. And yes, absolutely. It does come from the same thing. Uh, it's the sa- that same root from Latin, which means bundle. So there you ah. go. It's all the same. Look at that. All these words. All these words. That's why we love etymology. Mm-hmm. The Beckler and Sean of Pisscast is brought to you by Shane Holmes. Shane Holmes is now building paired homes in Sirocco at Pine Creek. You can go into one of these duplexes, try the yell test if you want. Yeah. This community is close to nature. The fall views uh, are amazing right now. Actually, you know, there is there are still some fall colors around yellow. Yep. Still- I don't think there will be for long, but the yellow is still here for now. Some of the trees, like the... Um, the Swedish columnar aspens and the towering poplars, like my neighbors have ones that are still green right now. Oh, wow. They're like the last ones to drop their leaves. That's crazy. Um, the most popular duplex floor plan, the Cascade, is available in Sirocco at Pine Creek from Shane Holmes, and their duplexes start from the 560s. ShaneHolmes.com, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I got a message from one of my best buds, Noah, who's a good friend of the show. Yes. Uh, you'll remember him from such stories as hit himself when the, with an... With, with a hammer in the nuts at work and passed mm-hmm. out. Yep. Uh, and also ran out of gas in Galahad, Alberta. That's yep. another story of his. That's oh, beautiful. So he's got another can't look cool doing. Okay. This is what happened to him last week. Oh, no. He said, you know what else you can't look cool doing? Having your work truck keys fall out of your pocket into the toilet while you're taking one. Then when you stand up to look down, the sensor flushes your keys. Oh. Then you have to shut down the bathroom of the place you're working at and tell everybody who works there what happened while you try to get your keys back and fail. Then you have to phone your boss and tell him the story. Then the secretary has to come bring your spare keys while everybody laughs at you. Yeah. He said it wasn't a good day. That's not a good day. (laughs) Oh, that sucks. I didn't even know that your keys would actually flush. Like, what kind of... That's a robust toilet. It can uh, take your keys with it. Some of the uh, toilets you find in like commercial buildings, they flush with like jet force, yep. don't they? Like if you're too close, it feels like you could get sucked in too. Like what you men been eating where but... you need something that powerful? <laughs> flush your keys and everything else. Holy. Yeah. Yeah, that's awkward. Noah. That really sucks. Yeah, it's not a good one. The whole thing almost reads like a Mr. Bean skit, doesn't it? Does. It does, yep. Yeah, you can envision it. <laughs> oh no, oh. the way they go. Like even the sensor flushing for you as yep. you stand up to see where the keys went oh oh man and then you got to go explain it to everybody that's the new version of the dumb and dumber skit for sure like, for sure oh yeah and there's no way to look cool just call out the window at that point <laughs> just go lenny kravitz just go home. come out of the bathroom be like hey i flushed my keys in my poop in my poop and now, now we the need bathroom's to shut down closed. the toilet <laughs> no you can't like, come on lenny oh man You're cooler than that <laughs> the beckler and shauna podcast I'm on this forum for the Sphere in Las Vegas, as, of course, I went there to see you, too, and when I was looking for tickets, I joined this. And so I'm still a part of this forum, and people keep talking about it. So uh, right now, everybody keeps talking about and bringing up photos of the famous people that are going to each show. And every night, there's a ton of famous people who are coming because it's such a limited run, and it's brand new, and it's fancy, and blah, blah, blah. So Yeah, who was there the night 
that you went? Uh, Eddie Vedder was there and Lady Gaga and then Joe Buck and there were a couple others as well. So yeah, it's just, it's kind of cool. But in these photos, I'm noticing um, there's always like where the boxes are and where all the fancy people are hanging out. There's always like these Hollywood writer types that are all around them as well. And there's a certain look that Hollywood writers have. And you just see this look all around in all these places. And you're like, why are they here? Like, Are you certain they're Hollywood writers? Well, I'm not certain, but it certainly looks like it. And there's just this look that I, every time I see somebody and I'm like, that could be a Hollywood writer. Then you hear, and it is. Mm. And I don't know why they all have this look, but it's like the, the black rim sunglasses. Okay. They've always got, uh, they're always kind of wiry. They always have got like a scarf or a fancy looking hat of some sort on. But the Hollywood writers all just tend to have this certain look. Even when they were doing the, you know, the protests or the, um, they were all doing, not the the strike. Yeah, the the strike. strike Yeah. You'd see them all and and I'm like, you all look the same. And it got me. That's the uniform of their industry. It is. And then I That's was thinking, because we talk about this, there's different industries where people do have a certain look about yep. them. Uh, radio, even. We talk about the radio hat. And <laughs> we've got a look as well. Why is that, though? When I got thinking further, I was just like, what is it that makes people feel the need to look the same? Like, do Hollywood writers just go in there and they're like, well, y'all look like this, so now I need to too? It's probably just that armchair psychology here, but probably just like, you know, in-group yeah, subconscious in-group signaling, right? In breeding, just like, yeah. He's like, okay, oh, that guy was successful, and he looks he like looks Elvis like Costello, <laughs> so I should probably start looking a little like Elvis Costello, too. That's, That's what you were describing to me, was the Elvis That's Costello. Really funny. And it's, it's weird, because the thicker the rims, the, the more intense you are ah. as a writer, I find. So you, <laughs> like the- you, start, you start with the thinner black rims, and then as you, you know, gain seniority, your rims <laughs> just get thicker. Like the head the head person, the one who wrote Titanic. Yeah, is like, all rims. It's <laughs> Just the slit. Yep. It's the ti- the beadiest little, the tiniest little pinholes to see through. It's a mail slot. Yes, You're I like, wrote t- <laughs> you can just, just, put, just put the script through my glasses. <laughs> mail slot. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. We got a message from a friend of the show, McKinley, uh, and she sent me this screenshot. This this was posted to the Sundance Neighborhood Facebook page. Oh, okay. I'll read this to you. I'll just read it word for word. Dear Sundance neighbors, I know it's spooky season that there are a lot of people who love to decorate yards. There are a lot of great decorations out there and we love to look at them, but some of them are really creepy in the eyes of little kids. We've seen scary ghosts, a 10-foot it clown, and mean-looking pumpkins. Could I ask you to consider not inflating them until after the dinner hour, once the little ones are mostly home from school or daycare? For grown-ups, it's fun, but for small kids, they can be the stuff of literal nightmares. Thank you. Signed, a mom of a toddler with scary bad dreams. Hmm. And McKinley was wondering what our take on this is. Yeah. I... No, we've been kind of putting up these decorations for a very long time, and I I don't... hmm. Yeah. What's your take on this? (laughs) You didn't really say much there. (laughs) No, I, I, I think it goes without saying. I don't... I don't... Like... I was thinking about this too because we put some decorations out in front of our house and I was thinking about some other ones that I might want to add and I was like, you can go pretty intense with this. But like at a certain point, is it too much? Is it too scary? Too disturbing at a certain point? I think there is a, you can go too far. I I think there, well, wasn't there a thing last year about somebody and it was like, heads chopped off and it was like a super gruesome scene outside of the house and I'm like yeah. I think you can get to a point where maybe it could go a little too far but when it comes to just like 
every average kind of and the and the inflatables that you're talking about like i've never seen a scary ghost inflatable they did say inflatables they said wait until That's, after dinner to inflate them it's like none of those are scary no right? like it's casper smiling you yeah. know like uh, the, Boo. anything Which can be really- inflatable is not you can't have a, a scary inflatable it's just one of those things True. so yeah i again i i do understand that yeah, it, there's some that maybe go a, a little bit too far, but... I mean, where do you draw the line? I like, know. A few years ago, when, when Bo was really little, Costco had this this one decoration. Uh, there was like three witches, and they were around a cauldron, and they were yeah. brewing. And Bo was like terrified of that thing. But I was like, I don't expect Costco to take that down well, not because to mention, my like, kid is scared of it, you know? Lots of kids love clowns, and then some people are scared of them. So True. You know what I mean? I don't know where you... Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. There are going to be scary things in the world. I guess you got to explain to your kid this isn't real. I think so. None of this is real. Yeah. And not expect everybody else to Maybe like, go and give one of those inflatables a big hug, you know? Look at this. It's cute. And realize yeah. that uh, there's nothing to be scared of there. Yeah. Yeah. No. I know. I don't want to like limit anyone's fun. It's, no. No. It's, it's all in good fun. Yeah. I feel I feel bad that your you know kid is a little bit scared of that. But yeah, you just have to kind of explain that it's, it's fake. And also... We're trying not to raise soft kids here, right? We are. So, yeah. If we cater to the softest kids. Just get a little harder, okay? The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Friend of the show, Colin, sent us a Vancouver Soft headline. Well, that, allow uh, me to get the Vancouver Soft please music do. going then. Great. Perfect. Thank you. Here it is. Construction sites in BC will be legally required to bring in flush toilets on job site, Premier says. Okay, I saw this story. Mm-hmm. Is it? I think it's sites with over twenty-five workers. Is yep. that? Yep. Porta potties are no longer going to be allowed on these sites. So Colin was saying that this is a wee bit soft. Vancouver is too soft for the porta potties now. <laughs> See, and I think I think it's probably a good rule. I mean, to be fair, like, to be fair, to be fair, porta potties are. I mean. They're porta potties, right? So having flushable toilets is lovely. If, if you've ever worked in the trades too, like where you go to the bathroom can be a real struggle. Fair. Um, yeah. And like, why should you be relegated to a dirty, stinky old to- porta potty just because? It's funny because I just, yeah. I mean, I've used a lot of porta potties in my day, <laughs> and I never really thought about this as being, you know, something that we need to get rid of. But I suppose at least when you're working, oh, it's I'll different. go to tremendous lengths. Will you to not use a porta potty? Oh my goodness. Oh. It's like a absolute worst case scenario for me. Interesting. And yeah. it's like you got to think in the winter too. Yeah. Like at they're, least those portable ones and trailers that they bring in and stuff. They I think they're heated, aren't they? Yes. So some of there's them are, that. Which are great. Yeah. But the article says you know the chemical toilets are unsanitary and undignified. And one yeah. person said I sometimes hold it for eleven hours <laughs> to not have to use a porta potty. So there you go. Yeah. Or guys I worked with like would go for lunch somewhere specifically to use the bathroom. Instead or of using the porta potty. Had a friend who lived nearby. Like just anything yeah. to not have to go in that thing. It's funny because like camping and stuff, I just don't ever. I'm like, oh yeah, like some of them are disgusting oh, and some of them are man. not. But it's just kind of part of the life, you know? Yeah. I always thought, but okay. Undignified is a good word for undignified. it. Undignified. It's very undignified. It's dehumanizing. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean. Good for you, Vancouver. They're going to start the trend, and I'm sure we're going to see a lot less porta potties around at work sites. Maybe so. I'm soft. Maybe that's what it is. You are Maybe a little on this bit one, soft when I it mean, comes to yeah to the public bathroom. I think just as a whole, oh, yeah. you're a little bit softer. Well, sometimes than, let's not say anything we're going to regret here. Fine, but. <laughs> 
Let's not disrespect each other. That's fine. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. In the show, McKenna and I are watching. There are some. There were some bare breasts shown in one scene. Oh yeah. Right? Uh, and I won't lie to you, Shauna. I go full Terry whenever there are boobs on TV. Oh, perfect. Like I, che- I, I cheer. I, woo. Yeah. Yeah. As you should. Boobs, titties. So smart, oh titties. <laughs> and McKenna was like, "Do you have to cheer?" She's like, "Could you maybe not do that?" <laughs> like. <laughs> We're adults here. <laughs> it's like I'm sorry. Here's the thing, though. I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm okay in this situation because I also cheer for her mm. when when I see her naked. Yeah. Right? Like if she's walking from the bathroom after her shower to come and get clothes out of the dress or whatever. Yeah. I go even more, Terry. Woo-hoo-hoo! Oh, see, yeah! there you go. Woo! As long as you're more excited than oh, you yeah. are for the screen ones, then you're good. Yeah. I get real excited. Yeah. I think she's a very attractive lady. I'm Absolutely. attracted to her. So there you go. Woo! Yeah, I do it. My boyfriend is very modest, and so if he's naked, I'll just yell, "Do the helicopter <laughs> and do it, choppers!" So, yeah, and he'll be like, oh, dude, like trying. It's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. The odd time he will, though. Yeah, though, is very exciting it's for like, everyone. Man, I wish someone would cheer for me when I was naked. No one ever does. Hey. Hey, well, that's so, what I try and do with Cliff, but good. again, he he doesn't like it, so it's not not quite the sheepish. same. Yeah, just oh, oh, <laughs> woo, Cliff, Doctor Topper, nice dong, bud. Do another woo! one, yeah. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. A friend of the show, and I can't find this message, so I can't credit them, but I will find it at some point. But uh, they sent in this clip from a game show, and uh, this host can't keep it together because of the name of. The name of the skier that he asks a question about. Just have a little listen here, okay? Next question. In what sport does Fanny Schmeller compete for Germany? I don't know if you heard that, but (laughs) her name is Fanny Schmeller, okay? Now, also, uh, Fanny means different things in different places, as we know. It means uh, you're sin cave in a lot of places, so (laughs) you're a sin cave smeller. Anyway, okay. In what sport does Fanny Schmeller compete for Germany? (laughs) (laughs) This is the host? Look at him make a roll now, never say that again. Oh, I'd be straight down the court in the morning if that was my name. I'd have, I'd have that change straight away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody just can't keep it together for her name. Oh, so man. Schmeller is C-H-M-E-L-A-R. Yes. So very yeah. German, right? It's very German. But Fanny Schmeller. Saying it out loud, Fanny Schmeller is just, that is... Oh man, that is one of those. Like she, uh, she must have gotten. So this, I I see the clip here. This clip's like ten years old. Yeah, it's resurfacing. Hilarious. I guess she finally just got um, some revenge. Oh really? So when this first (laughs) happened, I guess she didn't want anything to do with it, and she didn't want like people were trying to interview her and were just asking about this clip because this clip went viral. (laughs) Nobody's asking about skiing; they're just asking about just about the name. And she was kind of (laughs) avoiding the whole thing. And I guess just a couple days ago, she finally has made a comment about it, and she's joking about it now. But it took her ten years to get to that point. Oh, that's but, hilarious. Oh, Fanny Schmeller. Fanny Schmeller. You know, my my cousin was a bit of a Schme- Fanny Schmeller before, <laughs> before they put a stop to that. Oh, panty sniffer, yeah. Fanny Schmeller. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the old peach cobbler Good there. Holy that's, hell. Just having a good old sniff. <laughs> 
Oh man, <laughs> that's not You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f- they're going to say f-. Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.